The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. So they cast it, and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, He tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So, Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them. And in like manner, the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed 
my sheep. Amen. Amen, I say to you. When you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying but what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Praise the Lord. I have a lofty goal for the end of this homily and hope I, I achieve it well. After this homily, my goal is that everyone in here will finally know the secret of love, the pure secret of how to find pure love and to experience love. So that's the goal at the end of the homily, so pay attention. Don't fall asleep throughout. Huh? I'll reveal at the end of the homily. But before we get there, stay tuned. Hmm? We must first get to this gospel reading. I specifically chose the long version of this reading because this reading is absolutely packed. Packed with layers of meaning and the secrets of life right here. This infamous conversation between Peter and Jesus. This is the third time our Lord has revealed himself after he was raised from the dead. But let me ask you, when was the last time you saw Peter, a fire, and three questions? Do you remember the last time in the scripture where you had the same details? So think about it for a second. Some of you are nodding your head, so you already see where I'm alluding to. When was the last time we saw Peter by a fire and three questions? It was, on the, it was on the day that our Lord was arrested and tortured. The parallel. Go to John 18, verse 18. Jesus, by this point, this, so, so this is prior to our Lord. In fact, it's, it's in the midst of our Lord being tortured and, and beaten. It is said in John 18, verse 18, that Peter was by a charcoal fire because it was cold in the middle of the night. He was warming himself. And then at that moment, but he's sitting by the fire, our Lord is, is not that far away. Our Lord is being questioned and interrogated by the Sanhedrin. And then as our Lord is being arrested and battered, somebody recognizes Peter. Aren't you one of his disciples too? Question one. And do you remember what Peter said? No. What are you talking about? I don't know that man. You see, the drama of all of this now culminates because on the night prior on on the Last Supper, when our Lord gave us the beauty and the power of the Mass. Do you remember what Peter said to Jesus at the Last Supper? 
Our Lord now, he's at the Last Supper, and he says to his disciples, remember, all 12 of them are gathered, all 12 of them, they're in the upper room, and Jesus predicts what's about to happen the next day, and he says to, to his disciples, he says, one of you will betray me. I'll be arrested and killed. Do you remember what Peter said? He said, Lord, even if all of these losers... He's probably, he probably stands up and he's pointing at the other disciples. If all of these losers deny you, Lord, I will never deny you. Do you remember that conversation? And then Peter, and then our Lord himself says, Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will deny that you even know me. That's the basis of the conversation the last time we had Peter by a fire. And then now, second person goes up to, to Peter by that fire. Aren't you one of the disciples again? Second question. And Peter responds, I have no idea what you're talking about. And the third time, your accent betrays you. Because remember, Peter had that Galilean accent. Just how we, you know how today we, we can tell somebody where they are from the United States by their accent. Peter had a Galilean accent says, ah, aren't you one of the Galileans, his followers? Third question. No, I don't know this man. And at that moment, it said that the cock crowed. And at that instant, Jesus and Peter locked eyes. And Peter ran. <laughs> Now here we are in the gospel. Peter again is by a fire. Jesus asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? Now this is where our English language fails us. We fail to see the drama of this conversation because in English we only have one word for love. We use the same word when we describe fried chicken, when I love fried chicken, I love chocolate, I love food, I love sports. We use that same word for love when I say, I love my mom, I love my dad. Obviously we're different, but in this language you only use that one word of love. But in the original Greek, which is gospel, is written, the drama begins to jump out of it when you know the biblical languages. When Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you agape me? Agape is the highest form of love. When our Lord uses that word agape, this is the first time in human history that this word is ever used. First time in human language. This idea of love, of agape that our Lord specifies, it is an unconditional love. It is a love which seeks the good of the other first. So that's the kind of love that our Lord is speaking about. So, so in this context now, our Lord asks Peter, Peter, do you agape me? Peter responds, Lord, you know that I philia you. He uses the lower form of love. 
Philia means a brotherly love. That's where the city Philadelphia is named after. Philadelphia simply means the city of brotherly love. So our Lord uses agape, higher form, Peter, lower form. Jesus, the second question now asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? Do you agape me? Peter responds, Lord, you know that I filia you. And then finally, the third time, our Lord lowers himself. Peter, do you filia me? And Peter finally says, Lord, you know everything. I filia you. What is the difference between Peter now in this conversation on the shores of Galilee compared to the Peter that was in the upper room at the Last Supper? The Peter who said, Lord, I will never ever abandon you. Even to the gates of death, I will never ever betray you. What is the difference between that Peter and this Peter now? This Peter in the gospel today, this morning, is a broken, battered Peter. This Peter has lost all sense of any ego. And right here, this is the key to love. In order to love, we must first be humble. Hear that again. In order to love truly and deeply, we must first be broken and humble. You see, the Peter here now, who was absolutely distraught with shame and guilt because he had abandoned the Lord, he has no full sense of his ego anymore. Because when he was tested, he failed. No longer is he boastful. And so when Jesus asks him, Peter, do you love me? Oh, this Peter finally says, he recognizes, Lord, I cannot love you the way I am called to love you. And it makes complete sense if you think about it. Let's think about it all of our lives. If you think about it in all of our relationships, when two people, especially in the married life, when they get together, why is marriage so hard? Why is family life so hard? It is because, if you think about it, in, under one roof, you have a bunch of free wills in, under, under one roof. And everybody is battling for their own self-interest. That's why we fight each other. That's why we get angry at each other. Because everybody in that house has a free will and their own personal desires. And then all of a sudden, they start bumping up against each other. And that's why we fight. And that's why the key virtue for all of our relationships, if you want it to grow, all pride must go out the window. My friends, pride is the cancer of love. Pride is the cancer of love. Just like cancer that we all know, man. cancer doesn't kill the patient right away, does it? No, it takes time. 
Pride will always destroy a relationship. That is why the prideful will never know true love. They will never know it. Because they're too full of themselves to enter into love. And this is why now Peter is finally broken recognizes his humility. There is no pride in Peter anymore in this gospel. And does our Lord now turn away from him here? Absolutely not. Because of Peter's humility, he is finally ready to take the next step in the Christian life. Notice what our Lord now says. This is the end of the gospel. Amen. Amen, I say to you. And by the way, whenever you see Jesus say amen, amen, before he says something, it's a Jewish teaching device, meaning, listen, I'm about to say something very profound. Amen, amen, I say to you. When you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. What is that? That's the prideful. Because what is pride? My interest first, above everybody else. Especially when we were young, we were full of ourselves, weren't we? When you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted to go. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. You see now here, this is a person that's been absolutely humbled. Their desires no longer come first. And then the gospel ends. And he said this signifying, but what kind of death he would glorify God. And then our Lord will tell Peter, now you're ready. Follow me. Only after Peter is broken, his pride gone, is he finally ready to become the true Christian. If you haven't already, and I'll end here on this final point, as you leave, make sure you grab a bulletin. On the, on the front of it, I put a famous, famous Renaissance painting on it. It was painted by one of the greatest Renaissance painters named Caravaggio. It is called The Crucifixion of St. Peter, painted in the year 1601. It sits in a beautiful church in Rome, in the Piazza del Popolo. And in it, it is, our, it is Peter, now an old man. You'll see his face there. He's bald. You know, as we get older, we get bald. Huh? Brothers, the pain of our existence. We lose our hair. And it is in, he's in the midst of being pulled upside down on a cross. Because in the year 68, Peter would be executed and martyred by the Emperor Nero. This would be the first Christian persecution by the Roman Emperor. The Roman Empire would launch a successive waves against us in order to try to destroy the church. But it didn't. It always fails. Our, always, our enemies always fail, by the way. In the year 68, Peter was, up, was crucified upside down 
Because it is said that the witnesses that were there said, Peter cried out, Crucify me upside down because I am unworthy to be crucified in the same manner as my Lord. Do you know where that spot is today? That is where St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City is. That is why the mother church of the Catholic Church is built there. It's a glorious, glorious church, the biggest in the entire world. And it's there because Peter finally learned to love. He could have ran like he did here, but he stayed. That is the secret of love. You and I are called to lay down our lives for one another. Pride has no business in the heart of a Christian. And until that dies, we won't be ready to love like this. Love like this, Peter. And love until it hurts. Then we'll be ready.